just think of it like fitness, okay? It's like if you go exercise in the morning, you'd be like, do I really need to do this before I go to work? And yet then you feel better like all day. And the same is true that meditation, do I really need to do this? And then you do it and you realize you make better decisions, decisions around how do you react when you're frustrated or angry or sad. And it sets you up for success. And I think that's the thing is like, when if you just, like you said, take a couple of weeks to try it, you'll see yourself getting set up for success and you'll be like, why was I never doing this before? Hi friends, it's Brittany Moses and you're listening to the Faith and Mental Wellness Podcast, the podcast at the intersection of faith, culture, and mental health, where we get to dive into expert insights and the realities of those with lived experience to help us live more insightful, connected, and wholehearted lives. We understand that the views shared here are respectively held by each individual and is not a substitute for professional care or an alternative to seeking personal help from a clinician or provider and is ours to discern. So sit with us. You're listening to episode 55. This podcast episode is brought to you by UHSM HealthShare, a unique healthcare membership on a mission to create holistic wellness for the mind, body, and spirit. I'm honored to partner with UHSM and its community of faithful members. Together, we plan to create more awareness and programs around mental health and the role it plays in our overall balanced health. If you or someone you know is frustrated with their current healthcare, I encourage you to inquire about membership options at www.uhsm.com uhsm.com. Hi friend, how are you doing today? If you don't mind, I'd love to just take a brief pause and do a quick body scan and just focus your attention from the top of your head, slowly down to the soles of your feet and really reflect on, are you holding any tension anywhere? Is your jaw clenched? Are your shoulders lifted? Are your fists tight? Sometimes these are natural responses to holding stress and anxiety that we carry that we don't even realize. So I thought we would just take this time to release, 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 to check back in with ourselves, whether you're listening to this and getting your day started or you've just had a long day or in the middle of the day. Sometimes it's so easy to get caught up in everything that's going on around us and just easily enmesh into the chaos and the attitudes and the demands and the opinions that are going on around us that I wanted to take this time to reclaim our space and to reconnect back to ourselves. In that being said, for today's episode, we are talking all about mindfulness and meditation. And this is something that tends to be an interesting question that always comes up for me, especially with believers, especially with Christians. Um, Just in having some questions or maybe even some skepticism about is meditation like a biblical thing? Is it healthy? Are there real benefits to it? Especially since all of this can be appropriated in different ways in our culture. And so we're touching on that today as a part of our Mental Health Basics series for Mental Health Awareness Month. This month, be sure to check out all of the amazing guests and episodes we've had so far. We've talked about the common signs and treatments for depression. We've talked about anxiety. Next week, we're talking about bipolar. So we're continuing to have these kind of basic psychoeducation conversations, hopefully as another tool in your tool belt of resources for understanding mental health. Now, 
I believe there is a clear case for the benefits and necessity of meditation and mindfulness, especially biblical meditation. We see the word meditate and meditation pop up in Joshua 1.8, Psalms 1.2, Psalms 104, verse 34, and so many other times throughout scripture. And we see that the definition of these uses of the word meditation falls under the acts of musing, pondering, speaking, declaring, uttering, to imagine, to put forth thought. It is the intentional inward dialogue of our thoughts and the outward declaration of our heart stance toward God. And it all comes down to being centered, centered on God's truth. It's letting the spirit renew our thoughts and attitudes, right? Like Ephesians 4.23. And mindfulness is simply the act of being present, listening to your body, reclaiming your focus and attention so you can be intentional about how you're moving through the day. So for this episode, we're talking all about some of the benefits of meditation and mindfulness, what meditation looks like for the believer, and some simple ways that we can begin to practice a more mindful lifestyle. And I was so encouraged to be able to have this insightful conversation with Neil Austin. And Neil is the CEO and co-founder of the Abide app, the number one Bible meditation and sleep app reaching over 5 million people. Before Abide, Neil worked at Google and launched industry-leading products and ads, Android, and shopping. So Neil is pretty awesome. The Abide app is awesome. I've used them for years. We're going to go all into it. And Neil also has four kids, including twins adopted from Congo. In this episode, I think Neil does a great job of interweaving the faith aspects and the practical aspects of the benefits of mindfulness and meditation that you don't want to miss. You'll want to listen to the whole thing. So without further ado, here is my conversation with Neil Alston. Hey guys, welcome back to the Faith and Mental Wellness Podcast. I'm super excited for today's episode because we're talking all about mindfulness and meditation. I'm actually quite surprised that we haven't already had this conversation considering it's something that has been proven to be super beneficial for mental health. It's a part of my you know, daily life and, and practice and who better to have on than the CEO of Abide. I'm not sure if you guys have checked out the app. I've used it for, I wanna say at least a couple of years now. It is a biblical meditation app, really great for sleep, among other things. Um, but we're going to get all into that. But for starters, Neil, how are you doing today? I'm doing great. It's a pleasure to be on the show and to be having this conversation. I'm so glad that you're here. Yeah, I've been, for those who have been following along, I have been partnering with Abide for Mental Health Awareness Month, and we've been doing a 31-day mental wellness challenge and just been trying to do different things to get you know, the faith community involved in practically taking care of their mental health. So it's been awesome to partner with you guys. Well, and likewise, because I think there's such an overlap of kind of vision and mission of what we do is just about being helpful to people and about meeting people where they're at. You know, we're not here trying to like preach to people or do that, but just say like, like, let's do this together. Let's go hand in hand, knowing that we're all struggle with these kinds of issues. I mean, it's it, a lot of our team members have wrestled with different forms of, you know, mental health challenges because it's normal. I think it's something that we just have to be able to speak about and say like, life is hard and it's stressful if, if you're really in it and going for it. And to be an encouragement to each other is really great. And, um, I think that, you know, having this partnership is your ability to speak to these issues because of your experience is so great. And I think we can bring that to life and abide because we have a lot of 
experience in knowing how to be helpful to people to help them relax and de-stress with, with the scripture and with just exercises yeah. to breathing exercise and other things. Yes. There's so many proven benefits to that. And I'm sure we'll mm-hmm. get into that. Um, and I wanted to let you know, like uh, I, the reason, one of the reasons I love the abide app, it's been super grounding for me because as a kid, I remember as a girl, my dad, back when we had cassette tapes <laughs> and we were pop, pop, popping them into the cassette player, my dad would play the Psalms at night. Um, and it would just be this reading of the Psalms from this guy with like this very deep voice, but uh, he'd play it every night and that kind of helped, I don't know, soothe my mind and soul to sleep. Even though I was just a kid, there was something about that and that consistency and the reading of scripture that helped me go to sleep. Um, and so when I often struggle with maybe anxious thoughts or can't sleep, I like to read a reading of the Psalms. I just have a positive association with that. And Abide has these wonderful readings. Um, and it was kind of the perfect place for me as a believer. Um, and I know we're going to get into what it looks like to be a believer and practice mindfulness and meditation. Yep. But all of that being said, what you've done has really benefited me. I'm sure it would benefit a lot of others. Um, I'd love to know how you got involved or how you guys, um, where you guys saw the need, where there obviously is uh, for Christians to engage in a lifestyle of meditation that led you guys to start Abide. Yeah, it was a really interesting journey because we started when I was at Google and there was a group of us who saw the impact that digital technology was having in changing people's behavior through science, really studying and learning. And you could either do good things or bad things with that. You could either addict people to things or you could help them. And we said, what can we do to help people with the Bible? We actually didn't know what product we were going to build. And we found that like the practice of prayer and scripture reading is the most common thing people do. And most people struggle with it because they don't know how to pray and reading the Bible can be confusing. Mm. And we tried a whole bunch of stuff and found that audio experience was magical for people. If you pray for people verbally and also read, like involve them in scripture, like, you know, reading and auditory, It was this magical thing that people were like, oh my gosh, this was transformative for me. And that really, so it was really the evidence of trying it and saying, Mm -hmm. we're going to do what actually works. And there was such a a visceral response to what we were doing that I was like, I have to leave Google to work on this because if I know the good I can do and I don't do it, it's like doing the wrong thing, right? So that was really the, the, the genesis of it. And through that process, we came into places I did, had not thought of sleep being one of the main ones because mm-hmm. we saw we started with meditation and a bunch of people started using our app for sleep at night. We're like, why are all these people playing meditations at one o'clock in the morning? They're trying They're to sleep. Racing. And so, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And we then developed things specifically for that. And that has been a fascinating journey that we could go a lot more into around like why it actually and what happens in your brain and Mm -hmm. why bringing a knowledge of God's love and trust and Mm -hmm. protection into that space of sleep actually makes your brain develop better. There's like Mm -hmm. science behind this. It's crazy. I've talked to these like really interesting um, psychologists and others at Stanford and other places about these things. So it's been a really interesting journey to go through this and just to be able to help people is what brings us joy every day. And it's, it's great yeah. to be at a spot where we can do that for so many people. 
Definitely. I thank you so much for sharing that. And, you know, faith and and just regrounding yourself in that truth is definitely shown to be a that it can be a positive coping mechanism for sure. And um, we had my friend, Dr. Holly Oxhandler, who does research around faith and integrating into therapy. And they found that when people um, ethically integrate their faith into therapy, they get better faster. And so there's just something about having the affirmation of your faith and the grounding of that truth that helps you ground yourself and reframe your thoughts in a way that almost kind of supersedes you, right? Like you said, there's, it just clicks in the brain in your spirit in some way. So I, I think this is awesome that you guys have used that and integrated that. And, and all of that being said, what are some of the benefits of mindfulness and, and meditation for starters? For those who are like, okay, breathe deep, be present. Does it really help? <laughs> yeah, that is a great question. And you know, frankly, I think a lot of the mindfulness and meditation is about actually putting us back in the perspective of how people were sort of designed to live. Think about it as like there's all these things bombarding us. Yeah. And we weren't equipped to have so many things distracting us all the time. And what the meditation experience really does is it settles you back into yourself yeah. and who you are and where you're supposed to be and your mind your body, your spirit, the whole thing is we, we get fragmented and pulled in these different directions. And that experience helps you holistically feel better physically and your brain to function at a better level. Like that's really the mechanics of what happens in it. And um, what we've found is, you know, the cognitive therapy that they talk about mm -hmm. is about sort of removing a lot of the distraction from your life, which is helpful. But the Bible side, which works so much even stronger, is about not just emptying your mind of negative things, but filling it with goodness. Great. And so I think that if you think of that practice of meditation and mindfulness in a biblical sense, yeah. is this constant returning to God where you turn back and you say, oh my gosh, I just had all this stuff wash over me and yeah. be like, okay, Lord, I'm going to turn this over to you, hand over to you and fill me with what's good and remind me of that. And let me move forward again. And it's this equipping process and it has, it really helps to do it every day and be mm -hmm. practicing in it because it, what it does is it helps you know what in your life matters and what is true and what is important and then go after that, you know, and be, and trust in that. And the breathing exercises as well, people say, why breathing? I'm like, don't you realize, did you go read Genesis? What does it say? God breathed the breath of life into us. The spirit of God is actually referred to as Ruach, which is breath. It's like literally the breath of God spirit was breathed into us. What do you mean breathing? Is it part of like a, a living exercise? Like why did God give us breath? So I think dispelling those myths is like, no, you know what? This whole idea that our body and our soul, even in heaven, there's a body. Like we're not bodiless beings in heaven. That is some, I don't know where this idea comes from that we're going to exist without a body. Like we, God made our bodies and our minds and our souls to work together. So I think that it's about bringing that all back into harmony as God wanted and designed it. And then you're like, oh my gosh, I feel better. I feel more peaceful. I feel more at rest and I feel more aligned with what God wants. And it just works. <laughs> yeah. And this 
I mean, there's a lot of evidential basis around it, which is always really cool when you can see what has helped in your life practically, like practicing the, the breathing, the meditation, the mindfulness, and then also all of this, you know, science back that shows that when people, you know, meditate regularly, they have better focus, you know, um, better cognition, um, can hold, sustain their attention better, all of the things. Um, and, and, you know, for anyone who's maybe tried to listen to a meditation and sit there, you notice the first time you do it, it's really hard. You're thinking about, you know, the dishes you have to put away later or the thing you have to turn in and your mind is racing. But the more that you do it, the more that you focus on, in this case with abide, like the scripture that's being read or the guided meditation, you notice over time, you are able to still yourself easier. You're able to still yourself longer. Um, and like you said, you just reconnect to yourself and God and those priorities in your life that enable you to live out your life within your convictions, in your priorities and your purpose, all of those things, um, which is really cool. And I love what you're saying about the breath as well and how that's a biblical concept. I know that like on the psychological side, when you do deep breathing, especially abdominal breathing, it actually activates yep parasympathetic nervous system, which is what we consider rest and digest. It's the opposite of the fight or flight when you're dealing with yep. anxiety. So if you breathe deep, you're activating that feedback system in your body that tells it to kind of come back down, to slow down the heart rate. There is a biological basis to that, that slow breath, that regrounding in that meditative state. So I just want to lay all this out there for everyone. Like it is a real thing. <laughs> well, it is. And you know, one of the great things about it too, is that you can explore it at your own pace because like a lot of fitness activities, a little bit is really helpful too. Yeah. And then, and then as you get more deep into it, you get additional benefits. And so just starting with even a couple minutes a day of reflection and breathing has a lot of benefit to it. And so it's not something that has to be hard to begin with. And I think that's part of what we've tried to really tailor the experience is you can literally come into Abide and just tap on our quick help and say, I'm anxious. And it'll play you a two minute, really like beautiful, simple thing to just get you to the next step, right? Because it doesn't have to be, I think one of the other myths to dispel is like, it's not about necessarily having to go sit on a mountaintop somewhere and disassociate from society and be some sort of guru. Like this is about integrating it into a normal life experience, right? If you've got a couple minutes in the morning, great. If you've got 15, that's probably even better. But if it's not a 15 minute day, do the two minute, you know, because it's still gonna help. So there's a real, I think meeting people, meeting everyone where they're at and realizing what is going to be helpful and that's part of the fun innovation of this, I have to say, too, because there's things that have surprised me. We recently launched relaxing music for sleep that's kind of like worshipful and also ambient sounds. And I was like, is this really going to help? Like, I don't know. I get the Psalms, but like, you know, and then I started using it at night after I would listen to the Psalms or the stories. And I was like, oh, my gosh, this actually really helps put me in a relaxed, beautiful, like state of just joy and happiness. And I'm like. You know, if it, if, if it works, and I think that's part of it, what I would encourage the audience is to experiment with it. Just try some small things and see what's helpful because different people find different aspects helpful and press into what you find helpful. And if you don't find something helpful, like, you know, 
you don't necessarily have to feel bad about that because we, you know, it's like different, different people have different needs and will find different things helpful, but there's a lot in it that I think people can benefit from. Today's episode is sponsored by BetterHelp. Hey guys, we're going to get right back to the conversation because trust me, I know you'll want to hear the whole thing. But I quickly wanted to share with you this exciting new partnership I have with BetterHelp. That's B-E-T-T-E-R-H-E-L-P. One of the questions I get asked a lot are how you can go about starting therapy. A number of you are located around the country and even around the world. And as helpful as I often like to be, sometimes I find myself limited in being able to provide the one-on-one resources that you need. Well, I'm happy to say that one option I can share with you today is BetterHelp's online therapy and counseling services with licensed mental health professionals. Since I know a lot of you guys want more faith-based counseling as well, I'm even more excited to share that they also have another service called Faithful Counseling, which has licensed Christian therapists and counselors who are certified by their state, where you can receive licensed counseling using your computer, tablet, or mobile phone through video calls, phone calls, or text messaging. So I use BetterHelp Therapy. I've been using it myself, and it's been super convenient, you know, between school, work, and really just having someone to check in with on a regular basis has been so important for my own mental health. So what happens is when you sign up, you'd be matched with a counselor in 24 hours or less, and you can securely message your counselor anytime, any day, you know, day or night, and get replies within 24 to 48 hours. BetterHelp also has group in our sessions every week where you can learn in groups directly from licensed counselors on multiple topics like relationships and ways to overcome anxiety. Uh, I also found out that financial aid is available for those who qualify and you can apply for financial aid during the signup process. Hello. Additionally, listeners of the Faith and Mental Wellness podcast like you get 10% off of their first month using my specific link in the show notes below. And like I said, I know a number of you are around the world. BetterHelp is available worldwide. And if you want to get started and get matched with a counselor within the next 24 hours, I have links to both BetterHelp and Faithful Counseling in the show notes. I should mention that it is not a crisis line, okay? If you are experiencing a crisis, I have a link to all the crisis lines by country in the show notes as well. Check it out and let me know what you think. Okay, let's get back to the conversation. I totally agree. And and I personally encourage like if you're trying it, try to stick for it with it for a little while because sometimes it can take some yep, time for you to get used to it. Like at first, like, okay, I'm sitting here. It's weird. A lot of us are not comfortable with silence, right? Or just like sitting with ourselves because we're so reactive to everything. We have so much going on in life. We're used to living in that reactive mode and autopilot. And it's almost like we have to recondition ourselves um, to, you know, again, be still and know that he is God type of thing. Um, So really, really appreciate all that. And I love what you were saying about how it's not just about emptying our minds. Uh, You can choose actually like what it is that you want to focus on, what it is you want to meditate on. And we know in scripture, it says meditate on my words day and night. You know, it's this meditation on truth and on scripture. Um, But for some reason, Whenever I bring up meditation or I seem to get questions about it during my Q&As, 
where it, it has become this weird thing in the Christian community. Um, I think that's not so much. I think it's we're getting away from that, but um, almost this idea that it is reserved for almost like Eastern religions or um, that it's like, I don't know, opening a spiritual door to other things. And I think there are a lot of misconceptions about what meditation could look like and that it doesn't just look one way and that no one like owns, <laughs> you know, meditation. Like it's literally just- Well, you know, yeah, I, I, I deal with this. We deal with this regular, <laughs> regularly. Once people experience it though, they're like, oh, I get it. So I, one thing I would encourage is to try it. And then again, like test it against scripture and say, is this right? And I'll when people do it, I think they see the benefit of it. But if you look at it, um, meditation is in the Bible a whole bunch of times. Back in Genesis, Isaac was meditating out in the fields and David wrote about it. Psalm 1 says, you know, blessed are those who delight in the law of the, the, law of the Lord and who meditate on it day and night. That was 800 years before Buddha was born. So who's going to tell me that Buddhism came up with the idea of meditation when David talked about it in the Psalms 800 years earlier, okay? So I think this whole, it's dispelling this myth of yeah. saying like, oh, meditation. Yeah, sort of Buddhist meditation is from the East. Sure, that's fine. I mean, obviously that's true. But it's, I think this is also about reclaiming biblical meditation as a thing that actually has been around for like long, long, long time. And all it really means is to just chew on, to ruminate on it, to think about it, to reflect on it. This is, you know, and, and to be mindful of what is true and of God's presence. That's really all we're talking about here. We're, you know, and so I think that if, if we can just reframe that and just say, look, like this is right there. I mean, go read Psalm one. I just challenge anybody to go. And the great thing about Psalm one too, is it says, the benefits of meditation right there is it says, if you do this, you'll be like a tree planted by streams of water, right? Like given life, you'll yield fruit in season and you'll prosper. And you're like, what? That's right there. Like that is the benefit of meditation. Go read Psalm 1. Like I just challenge anybody who questions that to say what it like, it's right there. And, and it also describes the benefits of why you should do that is that this is about aligning yourself with God. So it is something that I think we need to dispel. And part of that is pop culture is like, you know, we're, that's what we hear. And so I get that. Like, and, and this is why we need to have these conversations because pop culture is always hitting us with stuff and we need to figure out what's going on. So I, if, if you feel that way about meditation, I would say, I, I understand why you might feel that way. But I would challenge you to say, well, go explore it and see if that's actually really, you know, is that really true or is that, is that, a, is that kind of a myth that we need to dispel? Right. I'm so glad that we are reclaiming this in this conversation because, you know, I know I personally did my own research and searching into how many times meditation was in the Bible and you see it, it's in there countless times. It makes a lot of sense. And, you know, I think going forward to the more practical side, right? So we're yep. having this conversation post COVID, post a lot of um, tension politically, socially, um, a lot of things going on in the world that are stealing our attention, um, important things, you know, but mm -hmm. like 
a lot of people are very have been very reactive over the past year or just very kind of thrown off um feeling very uh almost like just you know disassociated you name it and we were all just kind of thrown off kilter and i think it's a really great time to start thinking about how we're going to live intentionally going forward how we're going to reclaim our lives and the way that we move through the world and definitely how that looks as believers um and like you said if you're when you're meditating you prosper and i know for me i feel a complete difference in my day like when i start the day with i'll set aside an hour even if i have to get up an hour earlier than usual to meditate or to journal i see complete difference in my day i'm less reactive i'm more grounded i'm more connected to myself i'm more walking in the fruits of the spirit you know because i have laid my foundation um and I've rooted myself. And like you said, you can do that multiple times throughout the day. You can pause every hour of the day if you need to. Sometimes it's we have those days <laughs> where it's a crazy day. And it's like, Lord, I need you every day, every moment. Um, but all of that being said, what are some simple ways that we can begin to practice a more meditative and, and mindful lifestyle? Like what could that look like practically for the person who's listening to this and has just been like, I've just been feeling like out of body, like with my life and I want to reground myself and um, I want to live different. I want to live more intentional um, in, more, in a more meditative and mindful state, in conscious, in conscious awareness of my life and my choices. Oh, absolutely. I find that one of the best ways to start is to pair being your, your meditative time with something that you already do. It's always easier to build on an existing behavior than it is to start a new one. And so for a lot of people, I'd say, if you love having a cup of coffee in the morning, and this is actually when I first, I usually do it is I make my coffee and I sit down at the table and I'm like, here's my coffee. This is my time. I'm just waking up in the morning. Now I'm going to play a bod. And I'll play it in the morning. Um, a lot of people do it when also when they're commuting is like, you know, hey, when you're in the car and with kids too, I know a ton of moms who will play a five minute meditation. It's like, you know, and I know school's been out, but it's again, we're getting back in session on the way to school just for five minutes. It's like play this through the audio speaker, get in the car. And it's like, you know, um, and bedtime is the other one that just has blown my mind is taking the opportunity to fall asleep to the scriptures and wind down that way is just one is you'll find you you're often knocked out before the things even it's over. done. Yeah. It's done. <laughs> yeah. So, and it's a very pleasant experience and it automatically turns off. Right. So you can set a timer for you want 15 minutes, a half hour, however long, and it'll just turn off. So you don't have to worry about it. It just turns off. Um, but finding that space to, 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 to bring it in where you can feel like you can do it as a routine that helps you. Some people do it when they shower or take a bath and, you know, is, is a really easy practical way to, to get started and, and to having a great, and don't feel bad if you don't do it every day of the week either. You know, I know like weekend schedules go crazy. If you do it like Monday through Thursday and then Saturday comes around and it doesn't work because you like, you know, don't, don't, don't stress over this. The last thing you want to do is stress over meditating. <laughs> right. Like you're shaming yourself about meditating. But exactly. Don't shame yourself over it. But I would say those are some practical things 
to to get started is to i do think and this is why we have the time reminders and we really encourage people to set it because if you can just pick one time a day and say i'm going to start here what happens is you start to feel the benefits and then you naturally get drawn back to it that's the behavior that we very often see is people be like i'm going to start in the morning in bed and then all of a sudden they're using it in the evening and then they're stressed out at Costco. And it's so funny getting hearing these stories. This woman had a panic attack at Costco and she's like, I was freaking out and I just played a woman thing on a bike and I was totally better. And I'm like, yeah, Costco might give me a panic attack too. I get that. <laughs> so that's, you know, practically speaking, I think the, the, the easiest way to, to get started and to start seeing those benefits from it. Yeah. I love the idea of doing it around kind of these, um, like triggers that are already in your life, like to get your day started. I do it. I, I do the same thing. I make my coffee, you know, put on the meditation and just sit through it. And it's really, really great. And I have had the awesome opportunity of recording a couple meditations. So I'll yep. be popping up on a bite. And that was, that was even for me, I was even reading it. I was like, it was feeding back into myself, um, which was really, really cool. We've heard that many times. We, I cannot tell you, like some of our biggest voices, uh, Bonnie and Tyler have both said that they had to pause recording many times because they were in tears. They were so moved by what they were reading and the conversation they were having with God that they were like just overwhelmed with joy or just other mm -hmm. things that were like oh my gosh and just knowing how it's going to touch people so your experience is actually something and i've i used to record them too we found better voices than me but oh, no, uh, i had the same experience fun. of yeah. recording them it's like you're really in conversation with god when you're doing yeah. this and um just in terms of spiritual things there's some amazingly powerful spiritual things that do mm -hmm. happen out of this is one of them is I think if you imagine David writing the Psalms, <clears throat> those Psalms still minister to us, even though he wrote them thousands of years ago and is in heaven now, right? Somehow the Holy Spirit mediates on behalf of that to move through what is true. So when you're recording that, God's spirit is going to use it to transform the listener. And there's some sort of crazy spiritual connection that happens. I don't know how God does it. I really don't know. I just know that it happens. Just like when I'm reading the Psalms that David wrote, somehow God used David as a vessel for that. And when you record, it's the same sort of thing. And we, we tell people to pray before. I mean, it's these, they're, they're really invested spiritually in this process to, to make sure that it, it's helpful for people. Oh yeah. And then the, again, I'll just say being on the other side of things, the, the scripting of the meditation and the wording and everything, it's just, you guys have put it together so lovely. And I am so glad that there is a space for believers to meditate because without feeling like either they're compromising their beliefs or fearful, something else might get in there. That's not yeah. in aligning with their beliefs. Right. So this, I guess, I think feels like a safe space for people who are aligned with the same biblical worldview. Um, and also that being said something you mentioned was like people feel better afterwards so i just want to encourage those who are trying it who are trying a meditative practice in the mornings um sometimes you're like i could be doing this right now right like it's like do i pause and meditate or i could be you know finishing this up or starting this work or jumping into this thing um i would encourage like even thinking about how you're gonna feel afterwards because sometimes I'm at war with myself where it's like, I could start this meditation. That's 10 minutes where I could actually be typing out this email when I wake up, <laughs> you know? And it's like, but then I think about it and I'm like, actually, I do notice that 
when I'm done, I'm going to feel more grounded. I'm going to feel more connected to God and myself. I'm going to be uh, less reactive and all the things. So even just picturing how you're going to feel when you're done before you start can sometimes be motivating to, to, to that it's worth it to be still. Sometimes it doesn't feel like stillness is worth it because it doesn't seem like something's productive, but it actually sets you up for a better course of your day. And um, you, you show up for things more wholeheartedly as well. So. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. I think that if you, you know, it, just think of it like fitness. Okay. Is like, if you go exercise in the morning, you'd be like, do I really need to do this before I go to work? And yet then you feel better like all day. And the same is true that meditation, do I really need to do this? And then you do it and you realize you make better decisions and making bad decisions can be really costly and expensive, right? Decisions around how you use your time, yeah. decisions around how do you react when you're frustrated or angry or sad, and it sets you up for success. And I think that's the thing is like, when, if you just, like you said, take a couple of weeks to try it, mm -hmm. you'll see yourself getting set up for success. And you'd be like, why was I never doing this before? It's equipping yourself. It's the same idea as like, put on the like armor of God, right? Well, yeah. you could say there's God's armor, but if you leave it in the closet because you don't put it on, yeah. you're not wearing it, right? So you're going out into battle, not ready. It just, it does take a little time to put on the armor. But if you put it on, you're going to be, you're going to fight better <laughs> in life. And it's that same sort of thing is it, it, it it's just getting the practice and realizing the benefits. You don't want to go back after you start. Absolutely. And I just want to vouch for that, that, you know, meditation and mindfulness and biblical meditation is an active part of my lifestyle um, that I do every morning, just about. We're not perfect all the time, right? <laughs> but for the most part, um, and that is a part of my starting my day up for success. And it's something that I've learned that I can't compromise because of the type of person that I want to show up as in the world is very much rooted in me grounding myself at the beginning of the day. So thank you so much for taking the time to just lay all this out and to make all the connections with the biblical side, the faith-based side, but also the evidence-based side and just even the logical side. Um, Again, like this is not a conversation we've had yet. I hope that this helped clarify any myths or weirdness that anyone's had around the idea of meditation or mindfulness. It has been around, like you said, forever. It's not a new thing. Um, and there's no reason to, um, to, to, to think otherwise. <laughs> no, absolutely. And I appreciate this conversation, Brittany, and just being able to share how, you know, how beneficial this is as a practice and um, to be able to get people started on it, I think is a, is a beautiful, wonderful thing. So I just encourage all your listeners, come in, just try the experience and um, hopefully it will be something you find really beneficial. And we're definitely going to provide the link to abide in the, uh, in the show notes. So be sure to check that out. Um, is there any way that uh, listeners can either stay connected with you or some of the things that abide is doing? I know you guys are all over social media. You guys have an amazing social media team. I'll just speak personally. They've just become great friends of mine and it's an honor to be working with you guys. I absolutely, I invite you. I mean, we have great conversations on uh, Instagram, uh, Facebook, and TikTok has been really fun too, as well as on YouTube. We have 750,000 subscribers to our YouTube channel. So there's a lot and great conversations there too. So I encourage you to participate, whichever of those is your kind of 
way to connect. Uh, we also have a podcast mm-hmm. with our sleep content, uh, which gets a, like, I don't know, several hundred thousand downloads every month. So it's it's been really helpful for people. So any of those, whatever works for whichever those media work for you and join us on the abide app. Um, if you go to abide.co slash friend, you can get a 30 day free offer trial to come in and just like, you know, you know, no strings attached just cause we want you to try it. We want people to be blessed. Uh, and so yeah, invite you to come in and join it and be part of the conversation. So awesome. You guys can check all that out in the show notes uh, below. Thank you again so much for your time. This blessed me. It just reaffirmed a lot of the things a part of my own daily practice. And thank you for the work that you're doing in creating a space for believers to reclaim the practice of meditation in their lives. Thank you, Brittany. It's been a pleasure. And I get to hear you now on the Abide app. So it's fun. (laughs) I'm gonna is it weird if I meditate to myself on the app (laughs) I've done that before and it's honestly it depends on you I'll let you you tell me what you think but I actually had a really good experience over it I was like oh my gosh I was really like into that I have to say I've heard my voice so many times now like through the podcast and everything that I can come to terms with it but if you would have asked me like years ago when I started out I'd been like oh no I can't listen to my voice (laughs) we all do it right but yeah you guys have to take a listen let me know what you think but thanks for tuning in until next time